Welcome to the Undefined Good Girls Podcast. A place for all things shattering the label of the good girl. I'm Vanessa, and I'm the big sister. And I'm Kiara, and I'm the little sister. We're so glad to have you join us. And we hope that you enjoy this episode. Now, let's get into it. Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Kiara. (laughs) How's it going? It's going good. So um, I guess we could do a quick little update. Yeah. Um, I am preparing myself to be moving because I'm moving into a house. I'm so excited. (laughs) Oh, that's such good news. I don't think you've told the people that. No, yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't put it out there. Um, so I think the last time I spoke about houses and moving and things, I was saying that I was looking into buying a house. Well, I spoke with, um, a mortgage broker and all that kind of stuff. And I'm going to postpone buying a house, but I'm like, I can go ahead and rent a house. So I actually found a house. It was kind of like a battle between, cause it's so hard. Everybody's looking for something right now. And this was like a really nice house. So I had like two people ahead of me and I was like, oh, I may not get it, but it came down to me and I accepted it. So I will be moving in the beginning of October and I'm just excited to be in a house because I've just lived in apartments. And so it's just time for me to be in a house to transition because I need my own space. I need to not be attached to people. The neighborhood seems really quiet and well-maintained. So yeah, that's, that's going to be taking up a lot of my time. Because <laughs> you've had some issues with your um, apartment. Yes. And so. <laughs> I actually had like an update today where they were trying to charge me. I asked them, could I leave my lease a month early? Uh-huh. They were trying to charge me four months worth of rent to do so. What? So I brought out my, you know, can I speak to your manager self? And I contacted corporate. Yes. And I let them know all the issues I had from the time yes. I moved in. And you and have nobody. Receipts. And I had all my receipts attached. Yes. And nobody ever responded or helped me. And I could have probably avoided moving if someone would have helped me. So I heard back from the regional yes, manager. You and better. she was like, okay, you can move out. So uh, no penalties. So I moved Oh, yes. Look at that. <laughs> We love to see it. Like, listen, people, speak up for yourself. Yes, absolutely. You know, do not be afraid to speak up for yourself. Do not be afraid to question things because people will try you. And and these mm. are like warranted questionings. This is not like, you know, I'm just going to randomly call the police on people. But yeah. like really trying to make sure that you're getting what you what you deserve. So excited about that. Yay, I'm so happy for you. Yes. <laughs> so what, anything new on your end? Um, nothing really new. I do have to say something that is bringing me a lot of joy in my life right now. I have started a skincare routine. I love it. It's very low budget. I Mm -hmm. made my own cleanser and, um, and then my toner and my moisturizer I bought, but they're um, I just did a lot of research on, cause you know, I think I told you this before, but I'm like, I want to do get into skincare stuff, yeah. but you know, I'm scared that my, like, it's not going to work with my face and everything. So I did a lot of research on some cheap products that actually do the <laughs> job. Will work. Yeah. And so I started doing it and it's been about two weeks since I've been doing my full routine morning and night. And I just, I mean, can you tell I'm glowing? I mean, you're looking glowy over here. I don't know. You know, maybe the screen is a little blurry, but. (laughs) 
<laughs> so yes, um, that's bringing me a lot of joy in my life. Nice. I don't, you know, that's the only real update I have to give you. Everything else. I started else, a skincare routine. <laughs> I started a skincare routine um, and I feel great. I love it. So yeah, that's, that's where I'm at right now. Cool. Nice. <laughs> well, I'm glad we're doing a lot better than our last episode where we were both just kind of like, uh, yeah, it was a sad lot. about everything. So, yeah. Yeah. We're in a much better to be place excited now. about <laughs> this yes <week. laughs> and uh this week we are going to talk about an interesting controversial type, controversial <laughs> just you know I, I'm not even sure where this conversation is gonna go but I'm yeah. really excited to get into it so as some of you may know some of you may not know there's been a movie on Netflix that has, uh, I think it premiered on the 9th of September, it came, uh, premiered on Netflix, called Cuties. It was made by a French Singalese uh, woman. And the movie was kind of, um, it was advertised as this coming of age movie about right. this young woman, or this young girl, she's 11 years old, this young girl. In, uh, in a very uh, religiously strict home, uh, just trying to find her way. And doing so, she meets some girls and she wants to be like these girls. And they join uh, a dance team called the Cuties. And uh, so she just goes through all of these moments in this, in this film, trying to find herself, trying to realize, you know, about bullying and peer pressure. And I originally saw the trailer for this movie before any controversy came out about it mm-hmm. I saw the trailer <clears> on Netflix <throat> I thought it looked really cool I was like oh this is cute I thought it was great a lot of representation usually when these kinds of coming-of-age movies come out it's usually white girls right. so I was like oh look it's I I mean let me not let me not get to lion because I, I I haven't seen I will be honest I haven't seen the movie yet um, but I want to say she, their family is Muslim. Mm-hmm. Um, so a black Muslim French family. Um, it is, it's also an international movie. I was like, this is some good representation. Like, right. yes, the trailer on Netflix, you know, didn't seem like there was anything problematic with it. I was, you know, I, I wasn't, pro- I wasn't going to watch it to be honest, but I was like, this is good, you know? And then, <laughs> and then. I started seeing um, clips from the movie. As as our culture does, we like to take things out of context and post it on the internet. And so I started to see clips of the movie of the the girls, like I said, their dance team called the Cuties of a uh, dance routine that they did on the movie. And I was jaw on the floor, completely like, <laughs> what are they doing? These girls were dancing so provocatively. It was so uncomfortable. I I had no words. I was like, oh my God, like, how is this okay? How did they green light this? How is this on Netflix? Like, what? I was absolutely like flabbergasted that this was on Netflix. I, I was I was furious. Right. I was like, why, why would they do this? Why would they put this on the internet? Um, I showed my best friend, Drew. He was also um, upset, not as upset as I was because he's a man (laughs) and, you know, he doesn't really understand. But I was like, these are little girls. Like, look at them. And and since then, some other clips have come out of just very um, what we would consider inappropriate behavior. 
from yeah. young girls um, in our in our day and age. We would absolutely be uh, concerned for these girls if we knew them in, in real life. Um, and so then I went and shared it with my sister and I was like, have you seen any of this? Because this is insane to me. And I, and I saw the poster that Netflix uh, released for it was also just, it just looks, it looks like dance moms, but like just the most provocative, like it, it was just like, you guys are taking like a dance moms kind of situation and turning it into like, let's be honest, like pornography, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so I just, I was really uh, torn about it and torn up about it. And I was seeing a lot of people having discussions and discourse about it online it was met with a lot of negativity, a lot of people being like, absolutely not. And for valid reasons, you know, very, very valid reasons. Um, I would see every now and again, people would say things in, in support of it. But, you know, it, it, to me last week, it was just like, you can't justify this. You know, you can't justify these little girls doing these things. Um, I would, I saw, and I can, I, pulled some stuff up. And so I will read them to you. Uh, One of the first things that I saw in support of the movie was from the actress Tessa Thompson. And she said uh, she saw it at the Sundance Film Festival. And she said, Cuties is a beautiful film. It gutted me at Sundance Fest. It introduces a fresh voice at the helm. She's a French Singalese Black woman mining her experiences. The film comments on hypersexualization of pre-adolescent girls, disappointed to see the current discourse. So then I was like, okay, maybe I need to see it. And I watched, I, I looked at comments from people who had seen it and mm-hmm. generally the same thing. People were just uncomfortable. And so I was like, yeah. I don't know. Like you can't really, you can't, <sighs> you can't. <laughs> you can't justify it. That's how I felt last week. I was like, you can't justify it. This is inappropriate and I don't like it. Um, and I think you had the same feelings as well when I sent it well, to you last so week. Or you were just, you know, generally like, this I was kind okay. Of, I was kind of uncomfortable because I think once you, I'd already started hearing rumblings about it. Mm-hmm. And so when you sent it to me, that's why I was kind of like, oh gosh, like what is everybody, you know, <laughs> complaining about now? Because I have mixed feelings about like cancel culture mm-hmm. and a yeah. lot of those right. things. So yeah, I was really want... in my head, like, what else are people going to tell me to cancel mm-hmm. right now? Right. So, you know, I went and I did research and I saw the clip that everyone was talking about with the big dance scene. And I won't lie. It made me extremely uncomfortable yeah. because it wasn't just, you know, the provocative like hip shaking and this and that they were like right you no know, touching their groin area yes. and doing all of these kind of pats and yes. licking their fingers and so that aspect made me extremely uncomfortable mm-hmm. but even from walking away of, of seeing that I was still kind of like I wasn't completely outraged mm-hmm. I was just kind of like surely this woman was not trying to make this just to ex- exploit young girls. Yes, I think I try to look at it from that. Like, th- I don't think this is, I mean, I hear what people are saying, but I don't know if this is her intention. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just was falling back and trying to hear more because I wanted to see what is the true intention here. And especially when she said, you know, yeah. this is a part of her story. Mm-hmm. I don't think people want to do that just to, for the heck of doing it. And of, of course with her, maybe being from another country, you know, they take more risks than we do in films. And so I was like, maybe that could be it, that with America, we're just not used to this level of like in your face, yeah. you know, messaging, mm-hmm. but I'm like, surely there has to be 
something deeper. So my mind didn't go to like, let's cancel Netflix. My mind right. went to, this is very uncomfortable. What is the purpose? Yeah, I thought I wasn't, I wasn't in the space of like, let's cancel Netflix, but I definitely was like, maybe they should take this film down. Like maybe it should just be like, cause you know, Netflix has international right. Netflix and they have shows that we don't have here. Right. Um, so I was like, maybe they shouldn't have brought this to the United States, you know? Right. Um, and I just wanted to read some of the comments of, you know, things that I was seeing online from, you know, I was saying to Vanessa, I, I pulled comments from people, from women, first of all, but women with children, women without children, women with young girls, um, just so I could see, get a, like a good idea of what people who were in support of the movie, what did they feel this was doing? Like, right. why was this necessary? And of course, you know, the negativity of, um, of, of the movie as well. So one person wrote, the best way to bring awareness to the problem of little girls being sexualized is not by sexualizing little girls to make that point. That's hypocrisy at best. And at worst, it's using a false message plus outright sensational, sensationalism to bring attention and acclaim to her work, which once again, this is a this is a, this is a black woman, you know, she's, she's French Singalese, but she's a black woman, you know, she came to America, she'd be a black woman. So it's like, you know, I hate that, <laughs> you know, I hate yeah. that it had to be a black woman who did this, you know, because people are, you know, trying to come for her entire, her entire um, career at this yeah. point. Um, someone, someone else said for all those saying it's bringing the issue to light, I genuinely feel like you can do it without the little kids dancing like that. Someone else said, hire adult actors who look young. Use the dramatic implication, clever camera angles, rather than close-ups of little girls' body parts, etc. And then there were some people who were more in support of it. Someone said, if you shoot enough messengers, you stop getting the messages. Basically saying, if we're talking about these real issues, right. we've got to talk about it. We've got to show what the truth is. Right. Someone said it's it's uh, ridiculous and disgusting, um, and many eyes need to be open to it. But this isn't the way. People are saying that this is shock value, and they are against shock value to prove a point. People are calling this grooming. Um, some other people are saying that there are a plethora of other issues um, in this film that people are not bringing up. Someone said the issues are poverty, absent parents, and little girls trying to fit in. There is no overtone of child porn slash trafficking. The dancing is no worse than dance moms. Not a single adult in the movie thinks the actions are appropriate. The rhetoric being circulated about this movie is from those who haven't watched it. Watched it. But, you know, generally there has been a lot and, you know, people are also calling out the hypocrisy of people and saying, if you're canceling Netflix because of cuties, but right. voting for the guy who owns slash owned Miss Teen USA, you <laughs> actually don't care about the exploitation of young girls. Right. Someone else said, I watched cuties. It was really good. There were some parts that made me uncomfortable, but only because I'm a little disconnected from my own uh, fast preteen teen days. Mm. It reminded me of myself my friends, and the little girls we heard about as children. American Netflix is still weird for how they marketed the film. Yeah. Um, and the final thing that I picked up was from the actual woman who wrote or who created the film. I wanted to say her name, but I just feel like I'm going to butcher it. Her name is... It. <laughs> Yeah, let me not try to, to butcher it. But she's a beautiful woman, and I'm only not saying it. I give her all of her props. I'm only not saying it because 
it's a beautiful name. I just don't want to butcher it. She said, and this is from her own words, and she has a full article about this. From her own words, she says, I put my heart into this film because this is my story. And that's what I, that's what I was looking up today as I was researching this because I knew we were going to talk about this. Right. And it got me to thinking, this, this woman is saying this is her story. Right. And I'm not going to sit here and say that sex, the sexualization of young girls is something that is foreign. I feel like most women can agree that as young girls, we felt the need to be sexual. Right. Um, and so I just started to wonder, why is it that we can't tell our story? Why is it that it's such a big deal when we have literally anybody else can tell their true and real stories. We can watch movies like 300 with blood and gore. Um, and no one is saying this is a kid's movie. It is TVMA. Right. <laughs> it's not for, it's not for children. Actually, your children shouldn't be watching it. Right. Um, so it's a movie 300. about kids. Yes. But it's not a movie for kids. Yes. Uh, so we can watch movies like 300 and understand that that's, you know, that's a story that right. just needed to be told and it's historic or, you know, <laughs> it's got it, it's not very accurate but it's it's still a historic kind of backdrop um and we have lots of movies where it's like this is someone's story it's painful it's uncomfortable we have stories right. about substance abuse and alcoholism um you know really gut-wrenching gut-wrenching and and uncomfortable and hard things to sit through yeah and they're okay yeah but we have an issue with this right and you know I have been torn for the for the past past week, especially when people start bringing in grown women's sexuality, and people bringing in the conversation. The number one song in you know the world, right? Or not the world, but the United States right now is WAP uh, by Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, and you know people are bringing that song into conversation, and they're like, you know, this is why we've got this song, and we've got this <laughs> cuties movie, of course, <laughs> you know, and and we're not doing a good job of raising our daughters, you know, because all they're going to think is that this is how you become a woman to be yeah. sexual and all of that stuff, um, which is valid. And it, and it brings into, it brings into a lot in the conversation mm -hmm. because we do have to ask ourselves, how do we as grown women yeah. accept and embrace and celebrate our sexuality at the same token, how do we protect young girls from that world? Because they don't need to know about it yet. They don't need to be there yet, you know? Um, and then it also brings into the conversation, which is what made me today really change my mind about a lot of things. You know, reading, skimming the, the you know, social media, skimming the internet and reading mm -hmm. what people have to say. A lot of people had issues with pedophilia and mm -hmm. child pornography. There's, you know, hashtag save our children, which is about sex trafficking. And a lot of people have an issue with what are creepy men or creepy old men, how we're, we're giving them a pass. We're giving them free child pornography. Mm -hmm. You know, there are, um, let me read what Nancy Pelosi's daughter said. She is, uh, she said, um, hi Netflix from a customer and former ADA and SFDA's child abuse sexual assault unit. Cuties hypersexualizes girls my daughter's age, no doubt to the delight of pedophiles like the ones I prosecuted. Cancel this, apologize, and work, uh, work with experts to heal your harm. So after reading that, I was like, it seems to me 
the real issue here is that we're afraid of what men are going to do yeah with these images we are afraid of men right we so the conversation no longer is about this woman and her story and what most women, I'm telling you, if we're honest, most women go through this at a young age, the feeling of needing to sexualize ourselves. Mm-hmm. Most, most of us went through that. Mm-hmm. We are silencing all of that because what will the men can't say? control themselves. <laughs> what will the what men, will the men say? This? What will they do? Yeah. We have not done a good job in our society of checking men. No. And this is, this is a generalization, you know, listeners who are listening to this. I know that there are men out there who know how to control themselves. I know that there are not, not every man is a pedophile, but I'm just saying generally men don't know how to control themselves. And so this woman is being put in the doghouse, may not have a career after this because she decided to be truthful about what young girls go through. Right. But men have an issue with it and women also have an issue with it because I think on some level we do internalize just like black people internalize white supremacy. Women, we internalize patriarchal supremacy. Right. I don't know if that's a thing, um, <laughs> but you know, we do. Right. That's where we get things like, you know, when, when a, a male visitor comes to your house and you tell your daughter, you know, mm-hmm. put, on a, yeah. put on a sweater because she's walking around in her tank top, put yeah. on a sweater. That's where we get, you know, these, these ideas of modesty. Modesty can be a lovely choice for women and that's wonderful. But a lot of the times we do it because we know how men are going to react. Right. And so there's just so many things that can come from this. I think there are so many conversations, but I think I do want to start first with grown women yeah. And us being able to celebrate our sexuality. Right. And I, I could see that you were trying to be like, ah, uh, you know, because when I said <laughs> protect the little girls and their innocence, what do you think about that? Do you think that it's not something that we should be worried about protecting? Um, I do believe that we, it's very important to protect young girls and women. Um, I can't remember who, where the quote is from, but they, they always say, you know, it's not safe for a woman in this world. And that's very true from the moment that you're born as a woman in this world, you face so much, so much issues, so many discriminations. You can have the possibility of assault of different levels. Um, I think the thing for me, and I was reading a post that um, someone that I follow on Facebook made about, you know, their thoughts on the movie and, you know, they watch the movie and everything and they were just like, this was my story too. Mm-hmm. And they talked about, you know, yes, being 11 years old and 12 years old and very hypersexual or into their sexuality or wanting to be sexy. And I feel like in a lot of ways, I could relate to what people are saying on that end. Because I feel like at that early age for myself, living in a very strict home in the way that we kind of grew up a very strict Christian home where, you know, none of that was like allowed. Mm-hmm, we weren't even right. allowed to music or watch movies of a certain, it was always that kind of double life I was living of getting all of that outside of the home mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. sneaking in the home to find moments to really partake in a lot of that um, mature stuff. Or I remember the big thing when I was like 11 years old was, online chatting Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. where you usually that's a tool for adults I'm 11 years old 12 years old on this chat room right sexting right I don't even know what I'm saying right (laughs) the words that I've heard other grown people say about right 
it was sexting before mm-hmm. sexting was a thing that's what i was doing god knows who i was speaking to it could have been some old man it could have been you know whatever but it was my way of like exploring that side of myself because i've always known myself to be in tune with my sexuality i just was not able to embrace it until mm-hmm. i was an adult mm-hmm. um because i didn't just think of how we grew up and just it really yeah we, we were sheltered because we absolutely like, didn't you're yeah. not gonna have any aspect of of embracing this you're not even allowed to date kiss do this and this, you know right right absolutely so, but for me it's like okay on the one hand i'm having this but on the other hand i'm exploring these different things like you know seeing pornographic images in mm-hmm. this age range mm-hmm. like all of that stuff i saw that mm-hmm. i you know i was like soaking it all in because right. i felt like i had all these feelings and thoughts about my sexuality and wanting to be sexy or, or feeling like when you talk about how men may have treated treated us i was treated like i was older than i was because my body was overly developed yeah. mm-hmm. so that's very confusing that okay yeah i'm 11 but you're treating me like i'm a 15 16 year old girl because of my body and you're you're you know reacting to me in that way what am i supposed to do with that so right. for me it's kind of like if i want this kind of acceptance then i need to lean into my sexuality <laughs> Right, right, right. Absolutely. You know, how can I make this shirt and my cleavage look a certain Mm -hmm, way at 11 mm -hmm. or 12? Because this is showing me this is my immediate acceptance. And I think with a lot of the commentary that I've heard of the movie, that's kind of what goes on is this young girl is trying to find her way is figuring out, you know, how can I be accepted? She's living in this home that's very strict and, and, you know, stifling, really. Mm -hmm. And I really think it became almost a spiral for her mm-hmm. in doing these activities to the point where it's like, even everyone around you is like, what are you doing? Like you're, right. you're getting out of control. That right. to me was the message and the point of the movie. Yes. And that's kind of what they state. And it, yes. um, I think I found a clip or a comment that she made, and maybe from that same article that you mentioned, where um, the director was like, she wanted to explore the dangerous social pressures through the eyes of girls, but not to judge them. And so I yeah. see it as this is a movie that was made from the, through their eyes. Mm. Never experienced that or never had those feelings, whether you suppressed it or not, you might be, you know, appalled. But for me, it's like, I know what it's like to be 11 and 12 and trying to twerk and recording myself doing these things or you know, if there was a, a TikTok or a, we had MySpace maybe or like AOL. But, you know, wanting to do these things at those early age, I was very in tune with wanting to be a sexual being. And so on the one hand, I do think it's important. Like, I feel like mom and dad tried their best to protect me, even in that, because if they maybe would have just let me run off, you know, I could have gotten into a lot of things that I wasn't ready for. But at the same token, it was just never, there was no discussion. It was kind of like, Mm -hmm. don't Mm -hmm. be sexual and as if it doesn't exist versus teaching me how to navigate or just helping me navigate my feelings. Like, yes, I realize I'm too young to maybe do these things, you know, but this is how I'm feeling and this is the way society is treating me. And so I really think there's a conversation that needs to be had about women, girls who are in touch with their sexuality at a young age and that we're not just looked at as trying to be fast because that's how I always felt. If I express this way or if I want to wear this thing, People are going to say that I'm fast. Oh, she's just, you know, out here. She's not been raised. And none of that has to be true. Right. It's just the human biology and nature of who we are as, you know, 
at we're hitting puberty around those ages right mm-hmm. are circling in our bodies for boys and for girls and so you know I had friends in middle school who were having sex they're 11 and 12 year old and having sex so it's like for us to just dismiss it as this movie just being provocative just for the sake of shock value um you know this is going to be a field day for pedophiles and all those kind of things I don't think that that has to necessarily be um that it's not true but I also feel like the message of this movie has greatly gotten lost and everybody wanting to rag on it and not try to understand the message and it really it makes me think about um when I was young the movie that was like the controversy that came out and this was more of a coming of age for white girls, like you mentioned, it's usually white girls, was She's Too Young. That came out when I was like 14, I think. I think I remember that. And movie. I remember like everyone was in an uproar, especially when you uh, when you grow up in a conservative Christian household. Right. That's why I hate oh my culture. God. Because I feel like growing up in a conservative Christian household, oh my God. all our, we had was Our cancel. childhood was cancel our childhood, culture. Right. Our childhood was canceled. Vanessa. Like Pokemon was canceled. Harry Potter was canceled. Uh, that's Sailor Moon was canceled. Sailor that's Raven. Raven was canceled. It was like we rap music. Just a little bit. Was canceled. <laughs> so that's why I have like traumatic. Oh my god, you're so right. With cancel culture, <laughs> but when that movie came out, it was such an uproar because it was showing 14 year old girls doing drugs, having sex, and then one of the girls gets syphilis, and it was kind of like it's showing all of this heightened awareness to show the message. It's not trying to be an aspirational options for girls to be like this is what I want to be it's trying to show the reality and show what's how it can really be a, down, a downfall and that's yeah. that I always struggle with when people want to come against these things whether you want to say this is controversial it's it's exploitive or whatever this is somebody's reality these are young girls realities you can try to say we don't want to see it but girls are out here doing it so I'd rather you say let's see what it is so that we can address it in a so that parents way. know too right. you right. know parents parents sometimes and and it's hard because it's like you know you do want to help parents out sometimes but it's like a lot of parents don't know how to use social media a lot of parents don't understand that they don't know how what their kids are really into you know they don't get that side so it's like actually it would behoove you to check out things like this so that you know what your kid could possibly fall into um yeah I mean I totally feel that and like I said I, I personally have felt like you know, sexuality was something that bombarded me at such a young age. I think for me personally, I didn't realize that that was like something that was in me. Um, And so when I would see it in other people, of course, I was, you know, I would judge them. Mm -hmm. I would, you know, start to, you know, put on my good girl, perfect girl, like, you know, (laughs) deal. I remember, and I don't know if you remember this, but I just, you know, recounted this memory. I went to a sleepover um, with my best friend, I was, want to say I was in ninth grade mm-hmm. In ninth grade, I was 13. Um, and she happened to be in eighth grade. So we were no longer in the same school. Um, so we didn't have the same friends, but I went to a sleepover with her and her friends. And, um, so it was going to be fine. She was my friend from church. Um, so I, you know, I was fine. I was like, Oh, you know, I don't know any of the other girls, but you know, I'm be with my, my friend and everything will be cool. We go, I get to the sleepover. Uh, mind you, her mom is at my house at um bible study with with my mom and her and the bible study women and so i go to the sleepover and everything's fine one of the girls 
notes that there's a boy outside, a high mm-hmm. school boy, because I went to school with him. I knew who he was outside playing basketball. This was a cute dude. You know, we were all like, oh, hard eyes, you know. The girls had actually decided that they were going to go out and talk to him. And they put on, um, they had I didn't get the message. I did not get the message that this was happening because somehow they all had little tank tops and like booty shorts and they all went upstairs and changed and they all came downstairs and they had on, you know, these outfits and they were ready to go talk to him. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, one, the first thought was, okay, what do I have in my bag to, to, you know, to wear (laughs) so I can, so I can be with the girls, you know, I didn't, I didn't bring anything. I brought my pajamas and that's it, you know? And I was like, I was like, actually, I don't think this is okay. Mm -hmm. Because I realized in my head, I was like, he's like a 10th grader or 11th grader. Like I go to school with him. Mm -hmm. You guys are little like you. I mean, they were only a year younger than me. But still, I was like, yeah, I don't think this is okay. And I wasn't I really was not down with it so much so that I called you to come pick me up. Okay. Um, So I called you to come pick me up and you picked me up. And it was just that, that was one of those moments where I was like, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. Because I know that that's wrong, but then also part of me wanted to fit in. Right. A part Do of you think if you fit. had the outfit, you would have definitely <laughs> I mean, I, To be honest, out. I don't know. Yeah. I thought about it yeah. and I was mad at myself that I didn't bring something. Right. And I think the only reason why I did what I, you know, considered the right thing was because there was no way I could fit in. There was just no way. I didn't, yeah. I just didn't bring the clothes for it. So I was yeah. like, well, the only option I have is to leave other the situation. Than look, yeah. <laughs> as, other than looking like an idiot is to just leave. Yeah. And I, I want to say that's one of the first moments where I was like, wow, sex and sexuality, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if your parents are like super involved oh, no. in church. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much shelter sheltering you have. It's a part of nature. It's a part of who we are. Yeah. It literally, it's a part of our biology there and there's nothing you can do about it, you yeah. know? And so once again, it's like this shielding of like, let's not see it. Let's not and put it, it in movies. it won't happen or it's not it happening. It won't happen. Which is or, a lie. It's a lie. And, and, and it's also like, you know, it, I just feel like so, so often people don't want to look at it, especially when it's young girls. Yeah. We have, we have a plethora of examples for young boys expressing their sexuality and art. Right. But for young girls, it's not talked about. Our desire is not talked about. Our sexuality is not talked about. Our changing bodies are not talked about. And we learn very early on that men treat us differently, whether they want to sleep with us or not. Right. That is a very early thing that I don't think many women recognize when you're right. that young. But when you get older, and I'm literally, I literally watch it play out almost every single day mm-hmm. with different, you know, and this is in a, a straight context, a, a heterosexual context, but straight men, I watch it play out very often where you can see a man treat a woman a certain way. And then when he's no longer sexually attracted to her, it's completely different. Right. That is our society. That's right. the world that we live in. And that's the, that's what we learn as young girls Right. in order to get any, and that's, that's just, that's just the patriarchy in order to get anywhere in this world. I have to look and be and act a certain way. I have to be attracted to this man in order to get this job. I have to be attractive to this man in order for him to take me to prom. I have to be attracted. You know, it's just, right. it's, it's that reasoning. It's the, it's the ongoing narrative mm-hmm. the thing from, 
for me, age 11 to present, the ongoing narrative that starts is I have to always be thinking about the male gaze Mm -hmm. and the male response. Right. Even if I'm trying my hardest to like, you know, be my own woman and get away from it, it continues to come up. But at least as an adult woman, I am able to reason and navigate better. As a young girl, I did not know how to reason and navigate. So it's part of the feelings of, you know, this is uncomfortable and I don't like when people treat me this way, but then it's also part, I want you to show me attention. I remember mm-hmm. like I had that, it was like the the two sides of a coin being in middle school, like having guys who were showing me unwanted attention. I remember being like 11 or 12 and like a guy in middle school who kind of used to harass me. I was at my locker and he came up behind me, pushed me up against the locker. Like his body was behind me up against my locker and was basically like oh do you feel that like trying to push his <gasps> back. no and oh my god I remember being so distraught about that moment but then still like the next day looking at a whole other different guy and being like oh I wish he would show me certain attention and wanting to be sexy so mm-hmm. it's like those yeah. two things of I don't want this to happen but I also want this to happen mm-hmm. and that's what I think this movie you know kind of is trying to showcase in a in some way and in in this director's own way it's like we can say this is not the reality we can say we don't want to see girls in this way but your your daughters your sisters your nieces you know they're they're living this reality Mm -hmm. even more so and I, i really think maybe for like the older generation that hasn't lived in like the technology boom that we have, it may be very difficult for them to understand, but they have their experiences too. Everybody right. has their grandmothers and great grandmothers and moms. I'm telling you, every single have woman. been assaulted, sexually assaulted in some way, or harassed in some way, like cat called. Very, right. You, everyone has a story about, you know, their womanhood and how they, ex, you know, experience sexuality. And very few, I would say, probably got away with not experiencing some form of that in their early teens right I would be you know I'm sure if you line up women in a room and you like you said ask them those different things have you experienced this have you experienced this have you experienced this each one at somewhere on that spectrum would say Mm -hmm. yes I've experienced this level and I'm sure as young at as 11 yeah exactly and to me it's let's not just bash it and say she's trying to do this to exploit young girls we need to talk about the message in it and we need to stop putting our head in the sand and realize this is a reality. I'd rather hear more conversations about what can we do to empower our young girls? What can we do to teach them healthy sexuality? That was another thing the girl on Facebook posted. She was like, I wish that my mom would have talked to me more about sexuality, Mm. you know, about Mm -hmm. being at that young age and wanting sex you know, the conversations are just lacking in a lot of families or the conversation is just don't do it or, you know, putting everything in kind of a negative tone when it's like, there's so much more education that can be given. There's so much more real talk experiences that can be had with Mm -hmm. young girls to prepare them that, you know, if you do feel like you are in tapping into your sexuality at an early age, that is normal, the feeling. 
while we don't want you to act on it at this age and right. explain why why it's not healthy for an 11 year old to go and have sex especially if you're not having sex in a safe way why that's not the best choice to make how you can choose at a later time and and reasoning about that i feel like that is what our culture should have been doing with this movie and the conversations but everybody is just wanting to put their two cents in about the shock value and we're not having the right conversation that's really how i see it you know i think i think women have been conditioned and i won't speak for all women but you know this is a generalization i think we have been conditioned to find shame in our desire and to yeah. find shame in how young that starts right because we know that it's wrong right. and a lot there are the girls that we call fast or whatever who do explore it at a young age but then the majority of the rest of the girls don't because mm -hmm. we're trying to be good girls and we're right. trying to, you know, not bring, you know, shame to our family, especially if you grow up in Christian or very strict conservative homes. That's yeah. really hard to accept the fact that biology is literally just doing its thing right now right. and you have no control over that. Right. Um, and I just, I think that we are so ashamed of it that as adults, we would we would have such negative commentary to something that we all have gone through. Right. It's it's so crazy to yeah. me. It's it's like, a built-in shame. <laughs> right. It's that's like, just carried well, over. If you've gone through this, why are you so ashamed of this? And once again, this movie is not for kids. Right. It isn't for young girls. This is not something to put on a pedestal and say, "Hey, girls, be this." And that's not what I wouldn't watch this be. with my young daughter. <laughs> right. I would watch this by myself right. and honestly, maybe have a healing moment with myself and be like, right. "Yeah, I went through that, and that really sucked, and I really hated that. And I will do better for my daughter. I will not be the parent in that movie. I will be a better parent. I will make sure I have conversations with my daughter. I will make sure that you know we 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 have this you know what you know our our mom calls like an open line of communication, I guess, but like a real like able to like have that two way street of like, so what are the girls in your class doing right now? You know, what are, what are the boys doing? And, and, and really being able to have those open conversations, even right. with content, um, with grown adult women like WAP, you know, being able to explain to your daughter, you know, Cardi B and Megan the Stallion, you know, I, I know they're probably, you know, kids at school are probably singing this song, you know, I want, I want to talk about it. You know, what right. do you think about exactly. this song? What do you, you know? Because they've heard it. Yeah, they've heard say, it. You They're can say, it. don't listen to that. All the songs that it was like, don't listen to that. I knew all of the songs. And you know what? <laughs> I, yeah, you know, maybe at home we didn't hear them, but we still go to school. No. We still got, you know, our friends sing them. I remember one time mom was asking me why. I think it was like Fallen by Alicia Keys, like why I knew that song. I knew it because I went to daycare. Like right. they were singing it at daycare. What am I supposed to do? Not right. listen, plug my ears. You listen, know? My, my experience, I remember being in the daycare van. I think this was like, I was nine years old. And I remember back that thing up, came out. <laughs> And I was on the daycare van and she black and the daycare driver blasted that. Lord. And in yeah. my head, I was like, ooh, what is this song? <laughs> so kids, you you find a way. Ooh. You know, it was like, ooh, I like this. I like, like the way that sounds. That's not church music. <laughs> right. It's not church music. What is this? Um, so it's just like, you know, kids uh, kids have access. Yeah. That's why I need parents to understand. 
you can limit as much as you think in the world. Mom and dad probably thought they were doing such a good job at limiting things for me specifically. Mm-hmm. And not so much. Yeah. Right, <laughs> I got right. into a lot of things. You, you so. get into you get into <laughs> it. And it's like, so we have to start having conversations and we have to be, at least in my opinion, I won't say we have to. Yeah. But I think in order to raise the women that we want to raise the women who at a young age they aren't thinking about these things but do grow into being able to embrace and celebrate their sexuality I think it does start with conversations I think it does start with the uncomfortable you know being uncomfortable and watching this movie and realizing that most of us have gone through it most of us have have had experiences where we felt the need to be more sexual um and and you know, we probably shoved that down. We shoved that desire down and, and recognizing that and, and deciding that we're not going to do that to other young girls. Yeah. And I think it also does start with us embracing our sexuality and not hiding it, you yeah. know? And it's, it's, it's hard. I feel like it is a fine line because yeah. kids are watching, right. but I did see someone tweeted, and this is a, once again, you know, why, because it's a, a huge song right now. And someone was like, you know, Parents are kind of in a, in a, in a in tailspin, oh, yeah. in a tough spot with this them, song. But at the same time, she said, I would rather have learned about my body from women than men. Right. And honestly, yeah, because right. we see a lot of content from men and it's like, they talk about our bodies. They do. All of them do. And yeah. we can't just blame it on rap. They say stuff. Justin Timberlake said, you know, D in a box. Like right. we, they talk about our bodies. Right. But I'd rather learn about it from another woman right. who knows her body. I'd rather learn about it from my mom. But if your mom can't teach you, then, you know, you, you should, you should hear someone else celebrating whatever their body can do, their looks, their curves, all of that. You should right. hear that from another woman. Right. And if that's the biggest takeaway, you know, I know a lot of people can't, if you're super conservative, if you're super Christian, there's really, you know, I feel like there's not very <laughs> many plus sides to a song yeah. like WAP. Yeah. But if anything, I think the plus side can be, if my daughter is listening to this song, she's learning about her body from a woman yeah. who knows about her body. Right. And I think, you know, we have to, we have to, talk about the fact that women are so conditioned to not celebrate ourselves and understand the importance of WAP and for, for body and for pleasure. Mm -hmm. Like if you know, you know, for you all, if you know what it stands for, that's an important thing you want your girls to know. Right. You want your girls to experience that when they are having sex, that they got the walk. <laughs> wow. Like, no, you're absolutely right. I, like, it's it's actually, like, science. Like, like, we need to know. I, I was reading, I think Planned Parenthood had put out a post, and they were talking about discharge. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy seeing all the comments who were like, I wish I had this when I was young. I wish I had this when I was young because mm-hmm. I thought there was something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Or, like, one person's like, I have a lot of discharge all the time. Like, is it normal? And it's like, discharge is normal. And I remember feeling that way of being like, is it what's normal, normal and what's not secreting certain things like <laughs> not secreting like this. Yeah, I know. That's like such a weird word. But <laughs> but it's like, now that I hear WAP, I'm like, okay, now yeah. I feel understood. Because, right. But at a young age, I didn't know, you know, especially if you're in a state of arousal, mm-hmm. and then what you're having means. a certain reaction, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, what, what do I do? What's right. And you'll, like, let a ma- and you'll let a man <laughs> tell you what that means, you right. know? And I even think, you know, I, we were both raised to, you know, 
have sex in the confines of marriage and everything. Um, but even, even inside of marriage, you still can't let a man tell you. No. Men don't know about women's bodies. Let let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Men know nothing about women's bodies. They are, they know nothing. And so can you imagine like it being your first time with your husband and you don't know what certain things mean? Right. You know? And expect him to tell you. And expect him to tell you. Any part of your body whatsoever. He doesn't even require the same amount of arousal in the way right. that you do as a woman. And yeah, I, you already know, I'm like, no, we're not, we're not doing that. That's I not- just, I mean, it baffles <laughs> me though, because that's, that's what we were raised. Yeah. And that's what, I mean, many girls, many women right. are raised. We literally know nothing. Right. And we are expected to wait until marriage. That's the, that's the choice that many women make. And but is there any education that's happening there? Is anybody right. teaching you? Or is it just, you know, they, they, they kind of throw scripture at you about what you're supposed to do. But like, right. biologically, what is happening to your specific body? You know, you need to know about your body. You need to understand that. And there's no reason why any man should be telling you, this is what it is to be aroused. This right. is what it is, you know, when I do this, you know, it's like, this is what, no, yeah. we should learn from other women what our bodies can and cannot do, right. you know? And so, and learn from yourself, like have that explore, right. exploration, like, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's also something that was kind of looked down upon, like, no, don't have sex with someone else, but then also don't explore your own sexuality right. through right. masturbation or anything right. else. I remember like reading a book, it was like a Christian teen book or something. It had like these question and answers and it was supposed to be like teens ask questions. And there was a section in the book that was talking about masturbation. And I remember being like, I'm going to read that because maybe it'll, I wanted it to justify that this is okay to do. Mm. and then it's like mm-hmm. you know i read it and it has oh, some it's scripture so basically it. it's a christian book it's not justifying any yeah, kind of sexual whatever it's not justifying it. <laughs> so i felt so like sad and like oh i thought maybe they would understand like how i feel as a teenager and feeling yeah. sexual and what do right. i do about this right so thank god as an adult like i've been able to lean into it mm-hmm. and explore and embrace all of my sexuality right. and like you said not wait for some man thank god to try to tell me what i should want and like like no I'll let you know right and that's, not, and that's not even like you know that's not even I don't even think it's like a feminist like issue or anything oh, no. I just think it's, no. it's it's just real life somebody can't somebody should not be telling you what to do and think that they're an expert on body right. parts that they don't have right. like you right. literally don't even have the same body parts as me you right. can't you can't know right you know, I have to tell you what I feel. And, right. And, right. Yes. I have to, I have to communicate to you what is going on. You don't, you literally won't know until I open my mouth and tell you. And so that's the issue though. Men feel the need that, you know, feel like they can speak on things and they can say things. And, you know, I just think about how many women take what men say as verbatim as yeah. well, you know, he told me it's like this. So I guess it is, you know, right. instead of it being, you know, like, actually, I know my body and that's, that's not right. You know, what's happening right now is not, you know, what normally happens. Like you should be able to have that, that freedom and, you know, that independence to be able to speak about these things and, you know, tying it back, it starts that early. Exactly. It starts that early. So once again, this movie is important, right? Because it starts with not shaming desire. It starts with being open and honest about what you're feeling with your parents or, you know, your, your grandparents, whoever you're living with, whoever the 
are the adults in your situation in your home, it starts with being honest and being like, this is what I'm feeling. Right. I have a crush on a boy at school. I don't know what that means. It starts with that. But we are taught, especially women, we are taught to stuff that down and to shame it. Right. But we're taught to do it in secret. So, you know, right. you're on, you know, AOL in secret right. <laughs> talking to talking to whoever instead of it being like a healthy thing, you yeah. know, in secret, these girls are putting on tank tops when mom's not home and going to talk to the boys outside in secret, instead of it being like an actual open conversation in which I feel like that can be healing for, for grown women. Right. I feel like having a conversation like that with my, you know, may or may not future daughter, you right. know, could be healing for myself right. to have that conversation with her. Right. And, and also, helping her set her sexuality journey upright because you know what not everybody is is sexual in that way in the way yeah. that we think about they could easily know. be asexual but they have a right to express that as well right and, and they have full and knowledge at it as a journey i love how you said that setting them up we get you know there's so many journeys of life we're prepared for we go to school so we're prepared for college and career and that mm -hmm. kind of thing but there's not a lot of preparation for girls in regards to setting them up for a sexual journey because mm -hmm. everybody wants to look at girls as no don't be sexual that whole thing of no we're not gonna let our daughters date till they're 50 and it's like that's not reality let's I mean you know I get it it's the joke but yeah. it's like let's set them up for success right. in this particular area right. because I want to you know as a possible future mom to daughter to I would love to know that once they get to the point of, you know, being in sexuality, that it is a good experience for mm -hmm. them, that they do have all the knowledge, mm -hmm. you know, that's something I feel very proud of just my sexual journey. And, you know, I feel like, it, you know, a parent can be proud of that. Like, mm -hmm. right. Oh, absolutely. you have the knowledge, yeah. you have the tools, you are making the choices that are best for you. And that mm -hmm. that's what you have to let them do where right. kids are birds, they grow up and they fly away. So prepare them the best you can. And that includes with sex. Right. <laughs> and that and includes, like you said, starting early. Yeah, it really is. It's an early conversation. And, you know, you know, this isn't to, to bash men or anything, but it's like, and yeah. men need to stay out of the conversation. You yeah. know, I think about T.I. and, you know, his oh, comments God, that he made yeah. with his daughter about how he goes with the, go, goes with her to the OBGYN and makes sure her hymen is still intact. And it's like, you know, and it, and it starts with sayings like, oh, my daughter can't date until she's 30 and, and stuff like that. It's like, once again, Men, you don't control our sexuality, not as my father, right. not as my boyfriend, not right. as my husband. Right. That is not, I mean, it, it goes against what we were taught, but right. it's not for you. And if, and for TI or men who it's like, clearly you don't know a woman's body because having a hymen attack is not right. the justification right. of, right. you know, if they've had sex or not, you can, you know, please go research that people and stop using that as a, as a. <laughs> as an indicator point, yeah but so many men because they're just not aware and you know even when we talk about men making decisions for our bodies the lawmakers it's like you are not in any way aware and you are policing our bodies in this mm -hmm. way it's right. like we can't get away from you you you're harassing us in the street you're you know cat calling us you're doing these different things you're trying to control some of these different ways and then now you want to police how i navigate in sexuality right so I agree, like, on the one hand, women to step into our fullness of who we are, but hopefully men will start to fall back and, and 
get out of the way so that and you know I mean get out of the way but also get education and learning about things you know learning learning about the reproductive systems I can't believe that there are some grown men who have no idea what happens to women when we're on our periods I mean I love my best friend so much I was on my period and he was like I can get you chocolate and I was (laughs) like I was like well that's nice I mean that's I'm but I'm cramping right now and he was like that doesn't help and I was like no (laughs) it actually doesn't help it like it's not a pain reliever it's right food it's candy it's chocolate you know they have no idea men don't know that the vagina is self-cleaning yeah that you don't need to douche and you don't need powdery flowery stuff right. you shouldn't and be smelling like all the perfume all like at sephora <laughs> they have no idea right there's so many things that so it's like yes step out of the conversation but we also you know i don't know you know in in in, in, in elementary school they like separated like girls boys and girls That's when true. we learned about reproduction and stuff yeah. i don't know what they taught the boys but they need to teach the boys a little bit more because yeah. a lot of them don't know unless they have like sisters and stuff they don't know yeah and it's and it's it's really it's embarrassing, very clear men. it's really <laughs> embarrassing like you at a certain age if you're trying to step to us you have got to understand what happens yeah truly truly i just feel like as women we we just don't we don't feel our desire yeah and i think it's time and i think that this movie although i haven't watched it yet and i will probably sit down and actually watch it i'd like to see it i will sit down and watch it at some point from what I gather, this movie really does a good job of exploring all of the pressures that we have surrounding that blossoming. Yeah. When you are starting to become a young woman, you know, yeah. you're no longer a little girl. You're, you're going through puberty. You're starting to have feelings uh, for, for boys or girls. You know, you're starting to feel um, Yeah. Whatever things. it is, your sexuality. <laughs> you're starting to feel things. <laughs> Whichever you know? way it's going. <laughs> yeah, you're starting to feel things. And um, we have to start talking about it. Yeah. We have to stop leaving little girls out in the wind and just, you know, especially uh, strict conservative families. You've got, I, it's, it's uncomfortable. Maybe you do have hopes for your daughter to wait until marriage. You know, maybe she already has her purity ring or whatever the case may be, even though I roll my eyes at that stuff. But like, right that doesn't stand in place of an actual conversation. The ring, the, the purity <laughs> ring doesn't stand in place of what she has to deal with at school. The purity ring doesn't stand in place of if she does have a boyfriend, the ways in which he may be pressuring her, or if he's not pressuring her, she might be like, well, what's wrong with me? You know? Or what she wants to do. She may feel Or what that, she may want to you do. Know, it, none of that stands in place of, right. of the actual conversations. And I think for grown adult women to watch this movie it can only be good for us. Once again, like I said, I haven't seen this movie and I have heard that there are scenes that like zoom in on the girl's butts and stuff. And like, yeah. you know, some of that, I'm, I'm still kind of like, I don't know how I feel about right. that. But you maybe didn't need the long length of the scene. Yes. Lori, I feel still stands and mm-hmm. the conversations need to be had. So for yes. every woman who want, or who wants to complain, I would petition, talk to a young girl in your life that you may know. about where they're seeing from this for every you know guy who has something to say educate yourself Mm -hmm. if -hmm. you're a dad of daughters educate yourself right one of the questions that I had was you know about if you did have you know hypothetical daughter Mm -hmm. how would you handle 
this situation? Like, give me like a template of a conversation. Like a little combo. Yeah. How would you, if you heard her singing WAP, maybe posting it on TikTok and like, you know, doing the the dance that's, that is popular with it. Right. And you didn't realize that this is what was happening and you like maybe saw it online or something. Because that happens all the time too. Parents yeah. literally come across their kids' <laughs> nudes and it's like, what do you. Which is traumatizing. How, as it's a traumatizing. Parent, like, yeah, I could imagine. How I would mean, you I handle that? For me, it, it would just be having the converse, like first, you know, stepping out of my parent shock mm-hmm. of what I <laughs> my daughter doing, because yeah. of course, whether I think we need to explore or not, and that's very scary and tough to see, you know, your daughter having these kind of moments at an early age. So I think I would first have to take a moment for myself and not put on like judgy parent mm-hmm. Vanessa but like come from, I'm a woman and this is a young girl and how can I navigate her from this point? Mm -hmm. So I think like, I wouldn't try to burst in her room and say, how dare you be listening to this, doing this, but maybe just saying, hey, I saw that, you know, you were singing this song or I saw what you posted on TikTok and I just wanted to sit and talk with you about maybe just getting into the mindset of, you know, Mm -hmm. what, what made you want to post that or you know, do you like that song? Like, what do you like about that song? Especially when you're talking about like somebody that's really young because they may mm-hmm. not even know. And I think the initial- Right, it may just be like, oh, it's, you know, the B. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. And the initial reaction is going to be fear mm-hmm. because of just what you think. I think about when mom and dad in different moments where they tried to ask me questions about stuff. And my thing was, I don't want them to know that I know about these things. Right, you didn't want to incriminate yourself. <laughs> yeah. like, do you know about sex? Do you know what's happening here? It's like, no, I, I know nothing. I don't know who told you. <laughs> but it's my like, lips are sealed. Right, it's like, so first- Because you don't want to get in trouble. To disarm their fear or shame about mm-hmm. me coming to have a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then to just dive into it. You yeah. know, when you listen to WAP, do you understand what that means? Because I feel like, there's a way once kids know a term that they, they have the term in their head and at this right. point kids can google so right I, of me i feel to say don't look at that you don't need to know what that means no how can i explain to an 11 year old what wop means and without you know still because i'm i'm really also into not into letting kids be kids and really experience their childhood because so right. many kids don't have that right. option they you know their childhood through different traumatic experiences is uh, stripped from them so it's like I do believe that there's a beauty to having a certain innocence and not just knowing everything about the world in that age but once the box is open you can't close the box and pretend that it never opened Mm -hmm. so then I would just try to have the conversation and say you know this is kind of what this song may be talking about it's important for you know women who are making the, the decision um with sex to know this about their body and then just kind of talk about um conversations about body exploration and how they're feeling about themselves but i think so much of it i mean it can go even earlier than that, earlier than that teaching them appreciation for their body teaching them parts of their body like mm-hmm. mom was really big on teaching you know the legitimate names of body parts just in case something did happen so that we wouldn't you know we'd be able to express um I just think having the conversation, you can't, like I said, once they're, you know, they have it in their mind or their eyesight or whatever, it's there. Yeah. What can we do to have an ongoing conversation and what I feel is age appropriate? And I think you just navigate as you kind of go along. I don't think 
to me, the worst you can do is not say anything. I'd rather right. you say something and feel like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have went that far. But I'd rather you do that than to have a whole other option <laughs> of not saying anything. But what about yeah. you? Yeah, I, I feel like I, I, I disagree. I feel like the worst in that situation would be shaming your kid or okay, being like, yeah. you know, I mean, I remember I wrote a song about a boy in fifth grade mm-hmm. and I was chastised about it. Um, I was, you know, you, sh- you shouldn't be writing songs about boys. You don't know about this and all of this stuff. And it's like, but I liked a boy. So, you know, like. <laughs> it didn't change anything. <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't know what to do about that. And I, you know, I, I actually had to have a really important moment with my life coach about that because, you know, I, I never, I haven't wrote, written a song since. And, yeah. you know, I have to, you have to understand the ways that you stifle a child when yeah. you don't allow when you when you shame them for things that they can't control because I saw that as bad 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 but yeah I think the same I think I would just have the conversation and it's so hard because I was like how do you formulate do you say you know it's okay for for Cardi and Megan but it's like even the word it's okay for them and not it just makes it seem like okay so it's bad so I can't do it and shame there you go you've already given them all this shame it's like how do you tell them in words that won't make them feel like they did something bad right because it's not like they stole something or killed somebody they literally just acted on biological impulses right and also societal impulses, because let's face it, you know, sexy sex things, it's popular. Kids do yeah. it to be popular sometimes. Right. And I don't want to make them feel bad for that. So I kind of don't even know what language to, I guess just, I guess more asking questions than, and then putting like a definitive, right. this is what you should and shouldn't, should be doing. But it's right. like, you know, what Michelle Obama says, you know, her parents ask, just ask their questions about things yeah. and let them come to realizations and you can guide along the way Um, Will Smith says that he gives his kids as much freedom as they can handle and when they show that they can't handle that freedom then it's like okay now we have to have a a conversation about it you know Um, that's boundary teaching you know right right yes Um, so I mean I, I guess I would just ask questions before I say definitively like you know this is something that you shouldn't be getting into quite yet or yeah, just like seeing and seeing what they come up with. And maybe they can come to the conclusion of, well, yeah, you know, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, they're, they're adults, you know, and, and also what people don't bring into the conversation, this is just a side little side note. Um, They don't bring into the conversation, all the things that they do. Megan is in college. She's got a full rap career on top of the fact that she's in, in school. Right. getting a real degree like can we right. talk about what what's true come on y'all like they only want right. to talk about listen she may they're, be shaking her butt <laughs> right she may be twerking she may be talking about you know all of these things but she's also getting that degree so let's not let's not play around you know right. cardi cardi b may be going through her issues with her relationship and everything but she initiated her that she initiated the divorce right you know so let's talk about empowerment let's talk about what these who these women really are right they have full successful careers and so you know I I think it's also bringing in the full picture so it's like well let's talk about Megan I know you like this song let's talk about all the stuff that she does in her you know I don't know right I feel like the conversation can it can really blossom be a beautiful yeah Yeah. than just don't do this or you shouldn't do this or it's just for adults or it's just when you're married because then the kid is already like well 
now I I want to see what it's about, you know? <laughs> and now like that you said, that doesn't, no. that doesn't change your desire. Mm-hmm. That just adds in the shame of your desire. Right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I, you know, I, I did not think that this conversation was going to go like this. If you would have asked me a week ago, I would have been like the babies, the little girls, like we can't talk about sex. We can't talk about any of this, like right. keep it hidden. But it's like, yeah. It's, it's like you said, it's, it's educate, even for us, educating mm-hmm. ourselves, looking at things from different sides, you know, having initial reactions that, cause we both had the initial, whoa, Shock. what in the world, yeah. but really examining because like we said, shock is one thing, but the reality is another thing. Mm-hmm. Let's deal with what the reality is. Yeah. Thanks for coming to hang out with us. We truly, truly are thankful for every second of your time. But before you go, we'd like to ask you for a teensy weeny favor. Your support means the world to us. And if you love what we're doing enough, Come show us some love and follow us on Instagram at the Undefined Good Girls Podcast. And while we're on your minds, why not go ahead and subscribe here too? We love you guys and we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.